Uh, kia ora, Lisa. It's been going really well, actually. I've been uh, really pleased with the way it's been adopted by the students and by the community. Couldn't be happier with it, to tell you the truth. So what do you think has actually changed? I think, first and foremost, there's two things that have really changed for us. One is kids are back to being kids, playing in the playgrounds, talking to each other, all of those sort of things that, you know, people my extreme age did when we were at school. And the second thing is the number of instances of cyberbullying that we've had, um, including with students and staff, um, have dropped through the floor. Right. Tell us a bit more about that, what was happening before versus now. Well, before we would have incidences where boys would be videoed um, or the photographs would be taken without their permission and sometimes staff too, and then those would be uploaded with obviously pretty dispiriting messages. And that really, while it's not zero, it's certainly a lot less than it's ever been. So I'm really, really pleased with that. When I talked to you last, it was the first first week of the ban, right? And prior to the ban, you'd done a survey in the school. You'd measured the amount of time boys were on their devices and, and their level of physical activity. Have you done any kind of comparison survey? Yeah, well, we, yeah, we, yeah. We, we know, for instance, that Otago leads the way um, in terms of youth participation in secondary school sport last year, and Otago Boys High School was, if not number one, certainly number two in schools in Otago for that. So our boys are much more physically active than they were trending. So, yep, we have. Do you know how um, much the time they spend on their phones has changed? Well, I know for a fact there's seven and a, seven and a half hours that they're not on their phones um, than school. So they weren't much in class time, but they were on them in break times. So, you know, you could have an hour at least. least. Um, and certainly what we would be saying is for seven and a half hours continuously for a parent, we know they're not on their phones. Much disciplinary action that you had to take, Richard, confiscating phones, any of that kind of stuff, playing police? Yeah, 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 we, yeah, we do have that. Well, I deal with 820 boys. <laughs> that that's comes with the job. But, yeah, we do have it. But the vast majority have accepted it. And I was talking with some Year 13s today who think it's a good thing. They really enjoyed it. Some people have said it's going to be a pain in the butt if it becomes a policy where schools have to police it. I mean, how much time do you spend doing it? And is it that is it that intrusive? No, it's not. I don't spend much time doing it at all, really, in the main. I mean, my response to that would be, what was the amount of time that I was spending dealing with serious discipline incidences and interviewing parents and interviewing boys when, you know, teachers or boys were having their photographs taken without their permission? That was far in excess of what I'm doing now when I'm telling a boy to give me his phone and hand it over and he can collect it tomorrow. So it's where you put your time and your energy, I think, Lisa. So this is something you decided as a school, right? How would you feel about compulsion if it were to be a government policy where all schools are told this is what you have to do? Um, I've been for it. I think it would be easier then as a principal of a secondary school or any school in New Zealand to say, well, hey, look, to a parent or a boy or a child who's upset with it, hey, it's government policy. We're just following the government policy. We're all in the same boat together. So the students, you say, some of them secretly quite like it. Was there any separation anxiety to start off with? Um, there, were, yeah, there was a little bit, I guess, but not very much at all. And, and the boys predominantly responded really well and really happily. I think our head boy summed it up really well last year when I talked to you and he said they don't necessarily like it, but they know it's good for them and the right thing to do. So they did it. How do teachers feel about this new environment? Yeah, I think they're pretty happy. They're good. I mean, we I, I did wonder if there was going to be a huge you know, backlash away, but there actually wasn't. And I think when you explain it to teenagers and you understand all of the research around you know, what's coming through their phones, the influence of Andrew Tate and people like that that we're continually having to fight in, in schools, 
they get it straight away, teachers and students. So everyone's in the same boat together. And, yeah, I'm happy with it. Richard, is there a strong presence through mobile phones of conspiracy theorists infiltrating mm-hmm. students? Yes, definitely. I mean, all of that stuff, all of that negativity around pornography, other influences, etc., is very much coming through students and their phones. That's the predominant way that they're getting it. I'm seeing it much more than, say, their laptop or their gaming device. In practical terms, what do you do? Um, because kids might need their phone after school to ring a parent or arrange a pick-up or all that kind of stuff. So what do you say? Is it in your bag? What happens? It's often in your bag from the moment you enter our grounds to the moment you leave. And if it's in your pocket, even if you're not using it, it's mine. And, and how long before they get it back, Richard? First instance is, an, is overnight. Second instance in a term is a week. And then the third term, time in a term, is a restorative conversation with their parents. And it's up to their parents as to when they pick the phone up. And we've had a couple of weeks as, you know, where parents have bothered, if that makes sense. Richard, when I talked talk to you last time, I asked you about your own habits, right? And whether you were a bad at sort of wandering around connected to your phone um, and, and you confessed, you know, you could improve so has yep. this policy in any way changed your cell phone habits? Yeah, I don't carry it in the grounds at interval and lunchtime um, and I only ever take it out into the ground um, if I'm expecting a call from you know, a parent or a contractor or something like that, so yeah, it definitely has I'm more conscious of where my phone is and I'm not taking it with me if I, if I don't get it 